listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. So when you want to call, you dial that number. It's Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call. That's one call in now. Hey, folks. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 14 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. This is where you get a chance to call in live and talk directly to Tony and myself. Now, don't be shy. Each week, we ask you a question about your Jeep or your Jeep life and ask you to call in and share your thoughts and stories with us. This is a show all about you, the listener, sharing your Jeep experiences with us, Tony and myself, Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama. And you never know when Josh might pop his head in from time to time. But hey, this show isn't about us, the host. It's about you. So call in and tell us your story. You can call in now. You'll hear the show on your phone. And when it's your turn to talk, you'll know. Just dial 302-202-1110 and enter in the code 219-835. Yeah, Josh ain't going to call in. He threatens. Well, he's done, well he's done it like twice I- now, right? Yeah, I think I kind of upset him last week, huh? So did you listen to the end of uh, the last episode of the Jeep Talk Show? Are you asking me? Uh-huh. No, I didn't. Get, I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't. Yesterday was Halloween. Actually, and actually I, shouldn't say the, I shouldn't say the end, but there's a, a bit of an Easter egg in there for you, Tammy. An Easter egg? Yeah, because, you know, Tammy had to leave early. Uh, she couldn't couldn't oh, hang yeah. with us. So Josh and I put put something in there, and uh, we knew Tammy would be upset whenever she heard it. You'd go. Yeah, no, I haven't Those had a chance to bastards. listen. <laughs> what I need to do is I need to sneak um, a pair of headphones to work, so I can listen to it while I'm at work. Well, it's a noisy environment. They don't let you put something and stick in your ear anyway. No, I could. Well, we're in an office now, so there you go. Um, I put uh, I just put one uh, one earbud in, and that way I can still hear the phone and right. people walking up and uh, and so on and so forth. Gives me an opportunity to get the porn off the uh, the screen before yeah, you know somebody's really all the quickly, way up. Right? <laughs> so uh, you guys know me as Tony. Uh, I'm down here in the great state of Texas, a red state, I might add. And uh, we are going to take <sighs> your calls tonight. Uh, Tammy, did you say what the the the, the call the, the no? I have is? not. And actually, it was sparked from last week's um, Jeep talk show. Um, where I was talking about my Jeep and how I broke it on the trails. And so oh, we yeah. want you to call in and share with us the first time you broke your Jeep and how that made you feel. Yours was a trail repair. You haven't done anything to it uh, since it's been repaired on the trail, right? Nope. Knock on wood. It's working fine. Good. And, and you drive it every day, don't you? Yep. Yep. I drove it the three hours home. From Rush Creek, and that was boo last last Sunday, and I've gone to work. Well, that's all a good test—a three-hour ride yeah. from uh, from Rush Creek. That's a good ride. Yep. I mean, a good yep. test ride. Um, that's good. Uh, you know, I don't know if you saw any of my uh, my post or not, but I have my uh, my new diff cover on uh, the back of my Jeep now. Yep, I saw that. It's black. Why not red? It's the way. That's the color they get anyway. Well, <laughs> after a while you know <laughs> mine mine was a little brownish reddish uh, color from the clay but yeah, i washed yours, it right off yours hasn't been on long enough uh the the thing is is that because uh, i have this that bright red 
uh, front diff cover. And it is absolutely beautiful uh, whenever you can see it. But it would require me uh, to wash the Jeep and then, or at least wash the diff cover. Right. And then if you see a wash diff cover, people would say, well, you didn't wash the Jeep, but you washed the diff cover. Right. How, how in love are you with that diff cover? Because right. plus there's this bending and squatting and wiping and getting dirty because, you know, anyway, it's just not worth it. So I just painted it black. But uh, I made sure that the bolts were all non-painted so you can see all the, sh- the, uh, the shiny, yellow, shiny, silver. grade 8 b- bolts on it. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, they're yellow. And uh, I-, I didn't paint the plug that's in there so you could see that nice, bright, uh, shiny, uh, silver-looking plug that's in it. So did you did the bolts come with yours the grade A bolts? No, uh, at the time that uh, Rough Stuff uh, Specialties was selling this uh, Chrysler 8.25 uh, diff cover. Now this is three eighths inch thick steel with a half inch thick ring uh, that it is uh, uh, welded to, and uh, God, the thing is—I mean, it's like fourteen pounds. Is, mm-hmm. This thing is just beefy as all hell. Uh, but anyway, no, uh, it was not an option whenever I uh, when I ordered that one. Uh, it is an option now, and they charge you seven fifty for those ten bolts. I would assume ten, not eleven. But uh, it's—I think it's always good to have a spare. Uh, I ordered them off of uh, Amazon, and uh, you know, before you any, order anything off Amazon, go over to uh, JeepTalkShow.com/slash/Amazon, and then any purchase you make will get a few uh, few pennies from it, uh, and uh, price won't be any different for you. Uh, but anyway, I just ordered a, a set of twenty-five of them for like uh, twelve bucks, and I guessed. Of the, I guess the length based on, uh, reading that the bolts on the diff covers were three quarters of an inch mm-hmm. and, uh, the ring on the, uh, diff cover was a half inch. So I came up with 1.25 and I had to cut five of them down because they oh, were, a wow. l- they were just a too tad long. too long. I mean, you could get a fingernail up underneath the, uh, the bolt head. And, uh, so anyway, it worked yeah, out I was, okay. Mine came with, mine came with the bolts. But now that I'm in the elevator business, I'm learning lots about bolts and threads and sizes. Pitch you know. or whatever the, the thread thing is, the thread count, I guess is what it's called. Yeah. So um, it's pretty cool that I know what all that stuff is now. I guess um, um, I guess going back to the uh, the question of the night, uh, the yep. uh, the uh, what damage have you taken on the trail? Uh, we are, I think we already spoke about this where I, uh, I dented the rocker panel pretty bad. And uh, I actually uh, had to buy, well, I guess I had to, but to try to fix that l- big dent that was in my rocker panel, I purchased a, um, <laughs> I purchased, I was just looking and see, jo- I see Josh just yep. called in. <laughs> and it popped up so fast. I, and like, I said, hurry up and answer my call. And I said he wasn't going to call, so that's probably why he called. But anyway, I purchased one of these little, uh, not a stud welder, but it's a uh, uh, little little welding thing that you can yep. weld these little uh, pieces of metal uh, pins to the other metal and then use a puller to, to pull out those, uh, uh, pull out that dent. And I worked out, it was a really cool little thing. It worked out really well. I was able to pull most of the dent out, but it was dented so bad I couldn't get it back to perfect. I don't think you ever can on something that, that's that small and, and dented that deeply. Uh, but I dented that because I didn't have any sliders and I, uh, uh, went to a park where there was absolutely no rocks or anything that you could dent your rockers on. But there was a submerged uh, tree stump that I got up on because yep. nobody knew it was there. But I found that, it. That'll do it to you every time. Hey, and we have a caller. And caller, you're on the air. Well, I better be, dang it. I call in here <laughs> twice in, uh, in two weeks, and you guys better put me on. Well, thanks for calling, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> 
So did well, you I did, I'd chime in and, and, and talk about one of the, one of the first uh, repairs or, or one of the first breaks in a trail rig that I can remember, which was a, a power steering pump, high pressure side line, having a pinhole leak in it, pointing right at the header. Oh my created a lovely smoke show on the trail. Let me tell you. Holy cat. But you took care of the mosquitoes, I bet. <laughs> yeah, you could probably say that. <laughs> now, it was uh, a lot of electrical tape. I would say about a half a roll uh, to get back down to, you know, where we could be towed out or whatever. And and uh, and that worked. A lot of electrical wow. tape did the trick. This was had to have been 15 years ago. So how did that break happen? Just old wear and tear? Exactly. Exactly. Just a, a wear in the line, uh, old line. It got chapped, cracked, whatever. It could have been, if memory serves me right, Close to where the crimped fitting mm-hmm. for the hard line goes on. A lot of power steering pump lines have a combination of both soft and hard lines. And the hard line is crimped to the soft line. And it might have been right at that junction point where there was a pinhole leak. Yeah, and it was, so, it was the high pressure side, so I'm sure it was under quite a bit of pressure. So, Josh, let me ask you this. When I broke my Jeep um, just a couple weekends ago, I was like freaking out like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I broke my Jeep. Did you have any of that type of anxiety the first time you did broke yours or not? I had that sort of anxiety the first time that I suffered body damage to my own Jeep. Yeah, I did too. And that was that was kind of a big deal because it wasn't just oh I scratched my door, it was oh I caved in a corner of my header panel and broke a headlight and a corner light and you know, it was kind of a big deal. So, you know, it was it was one of those things where I was going up a trail, and it was muddy, and it was wet, and pretty steep incline, a lot of rocks, and I was trying to get over this one bit of an incline, and it pitched me over to the right side, and a tree stump was sticking out just enough tree stump. where it grabbed that front. Yep, grabbed that front. Uh, yeah, you, you know all about tree stumps, don't you, Tony? <laughs> oh, tree stump. Um, but yeah, grabbed that front, uh, front header panel, and yeah, I've got some good pictures online of all that one. Oh man, it, it broke my heart whenever I dented that rocker panel. It's not even something you can really see. I'm just not used to dent, uh, you know, uh, messing up vehicles that I have, and uh, I just it just took the all, took the wind out of my sails when that happened. I yeah, tell I you just... what though, uh, suffering a little bit of body damage uh, really makes it a lot easier to start cutting on your Jeep, though. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, it's just metal. <laughs> so you would say the so then the the other the leak thing happened after the body damage. Uh, no, that was the the leak thing was years and years before. That was on a different. Oh, okay. So that didn't bother you as much as the body damage. Oh no, I mean little little mechanical things like that are relatively easy to to take care of, especially if you've got an ounce of preparation and a little bit of mechanical aptitude and stuff, and and you know having some electrical tape or something that could have plugged that hole, you know, gorilla tape or extreme you know, tape. tape or stuff like that would have worked as well. Yeah. There you go, Tony. Um, that, that sort of stuff, having that kind of thing on hand obviously is a lot more practical than carrying a spare hose with you, which some people do. And I actually have a couple of spare hoses out in the garage, but those aren't things that I carry with me on the trail. So, mm-hmm. you know, a, a roll of tape is something easy, you know, to take care of a number of issues. And I've got a number of those kinds of things in my trail boxes. Oh, uh, this is a good question. Did you have uh, steering fluid with you? I did. Ah, there you go, I Tammy. Carry, I, carry, I carry a container of all major fluids. 
How? Uh, oh, yeah, that, I'm that's, working on mine. That's a loaded question. Uh, how I'm do, how do you mine. store that so that it doesn't uh, become a projectile? Well, I've got a, a milk crate which gets um, uh, gets ratchet strapped down to my anchor points in the cargo area, and that in turn has a a bungee net over the top of it. Yeah, I need something like that. Is that is that the milk crate that says? Uh, a three hundred dollar penalty for a theft of this device, and <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like I like the uh, the toughy black uh, black plastic boxes that have like the red latching or gray latches on either side. Mm-hmm. Those are really super heavy duty, and and uh, they can even be anchored down permanently, you know, with a, with a couple of creative bolting ideas, um, and really become a good storage solution in the back of a jeep. Yeah. Yeah, you really. Yeah, I've seen some of those online before. Plus, if the fluids leak, they uh, they have a tendency right. to stay inside those things. Whereas the, the yeah, the milk yeah. crate may not uh, may not so as much. And and Josh, it's probably not, not so a, much. Not, not That's probably not a big deal for you. But with Tammy's brand new Rubicon, she probably would like to keep the uh, the uh, the carpet at least somewhat pristine for a little bit longer. I do have light gray carpet, and I wouldn't mind keeping it. You know. In, in as good a condition that it, as it can be for being as old as it is, but mm-hmm. you know, things happen. But I'll have to look into one of those things because uh, uh, since I just uh, drive back and forth to work, uh, but I get worried about uh, going on these long uh, adventures. I definitely need something to carry that that type of thing in and in there, and I don't want it uh, rolling around in the back of my jeep. So I take it, Josh, you've like broken many times since, right? I'm sorry, Tammy. I didn't catch that. Say it again. Oh. So I have take I take it you have broken many many times since then, that first time. I've had all kinds of trail carnage. You betcha. I mean, I've snapped axle shafts out on the trail. I, I've I've been with groups where we've had you know some major carnage before, uh, having to like replace an entire hub unit. And I mean, that list goes on and on. Repl- you know, uh, patching gas tanks. Um, you name it. Uh, broken control arms, uh, shocks coming off, springs coming out. You know, <laughs> all sorts of issues on the trail have arisen. Transfer case too. He broke a but transfer yeah. case out on the uh, on the trail. Well, yeah, oh. there, there, was, there was my big one. Yeah, cracking my transfer case wide open. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. That's not a trail repair. Uh, but again, it, it, <laughs> no, that's not a trail fix. You cannot fix that. But what you can do is hopefully um, you're within a, a short distance of a of a trailhead and. And you can rally back to a point of where a trail or a, a trailer can get you, or a tow truck or something, and then you park it, and there it stays. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sick to my stomach thinking of doing something like that. Yeah, but having you know having pulled transfer cases from Jeeps before, I knew that it was well within my means to take care of. I've seen replacement transfer cases on Craigslist and stuff like that. I knew that it wasn't going to be well. That's it. I got to scrap the Jeep. You know, it was going to be something that I could take care of relatively quickly. Thankfully for me, I found one that was relatively closely that even had a slip yoke eliminator already already installed. Yeah, that was very lucky. And uh, if I remember right, it was that same issue that caused your Jeep to be down for uh, maybe a couple of weeks because it wouldn't start. Uh, yeah, with the uh, well, it was the speed sensor that came off of that uh, came off of that transfer case uh, that ended up being bad. I used that one instead of the one that was on my original transfer case, and lo and behold, I don't know if it was immediately, but it was shortly thereafter, uh, ended up causing a no-bus issue mm-hmm. uh, with the OBD2 system on my 99XJ. And we were freaking out. I remember this. We were talking about this on the show, the main show. This is before you joined, Tammy. 
And uh, we, oh, I was we were freaking out. Roll this thing off a cliff. Yeah, we were freaking <laughs> out because why would that have anything to do <laughs> with starting the damn Jeep? I mean, right. just knowing how fast it's going, I can stick my head out the window like a dog and tell how fast it's going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but that that one little sensor uh, as part of the the you know five volt sensor family uh, in the OBD two systems was enough to cause a fault and take down the whole system. And it's just, you know, one, one weak, weak link in the chain, and that's all it takes. It's amazing these things run with all the, the computer stuff and the sensors that are in there. Remember that you when know, next yeah, time you our, start our your Jeep. Show, uh, our friend of the show, Steve, 4.3 LXJ, I think he's got the right idea with just doing a 350 swap. I swear <laughs> it's a lot more simple. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I was trying to remember what size engine that is. It's a 4.3. It's not a 350. It's a six-cylinder. It's a V6. But oh, I can't. That is a v- you know, you're right. That is that's the Vortec V6. Yeah, that is Chevy's uh, Vortec uh, V6 that they put in a lot of the Jimmys and the Blazers. You're right. But you're I can't right. remember. I thought he had a 350 in that. Yeah, no, I can't remember what the. Uh, although I don't know if I ever knew what the cubes on that thing was, but it's. Uh, uh, 4.3, so it's a little bit, a uh, little bit more cubes than the the 4.0 that we all have. Well, Josh, thanks a lot for calling. Oh, before before I let you go, uh, let me just uh, give this to you because you're going to be hearing this all November long. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's back, baby. <laughs> Never gets old. Never gets old. Well, of course it does. But that's, all right, guys, that's have part a good the rest of the show. I'll talk to you. Yep, soon. we'll see, see you Thursday, Josh. Thanks for calling in. Wow, Josh! Right, Josh actually got to say goodbye this time, Tammy. I know, I know. I didn't cut him off. I, well, I gave him a little <laughs> extra time tonight. Um, so, in the chat room, um, Blaine has been talking about that he's only killed one thing, and that was his center cap. What is a center cap? I think Blaine needs to pick up the telephone and I know, call us. He should. Uh, Blaine, I, call us. I don't. But think, what is? I don't think we should allow people to slide in here through the the chat room and talk about this stuff. The center cap is that thing that's in the middle of your uh, wheel that covers the uh, mechanism uh, underneath. So, okay. So it's it's uh, it's almost nothing. I mean, you know, they're usually plastic. Uh, sometimes they're right. metal, and, and of course, the metal would be worse. But uh, I guess I guess I did break my um, valve cover because um, I had a slow leak in the tire after the the first time I went off road. Valve stem. My valve stem. Valve cover valve is on cover. the on the top of the engine. <laughs> yeah. No, my valve stem um, on the tire. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened the first time I went off-roading when my Jeep was lifted. I kept having this slow leak, and I'm like, what in the world's going on? So I took it in, and they said my valve stem was cracked or whatever, and air was leaking out of it. Hey, guys, we want to hear from you. Uh, take a moment to pick up the phone, uh, especially if your name is Blaine, and call in 302-202-1110. And you'll be asked for a number. That little code, the special uh, gizmo that you uh, get in to talk to us is 219-835. Just punch in that number. You'll hear the show on your phone uh, or whatever it is you're using to call us on. And uh, then uh, you'll know when it's your time to talk. Oh, Blaine's at work. He can't call. Uh-oh. Darn it. Well, you can call and leave us a message. That's and true. And can play it on the Jeep Talk Show, which we air every third or we record live every Thursday night. Um, so Blaine, when you get home from work, maybe you can leave us a message there. So the first 15 minutes, we usually talk about like a picked topic that Tony and I, or one of our listeners may come up with. And tonight was, um, the first time you broke your Jeep. Um, and how, how did it make you feel? 
Um, you can still call in about that, but also then we like to have like the second 15 minutes where you can just call us and talk about anything that you want to share with us about your Jeep, your Jeep life, you know, whatever you want to share. Um, but tonight, if you still, you, we still have time, you can share with us um, your first time you broke your Jeep. Because for uh, me, it was just recently and it was it was pretty hair, hairy and scary. And actually, there's video on YouTube of my reaction. <laughs> um, you can hear my voice, the, the the anxiety and the stress of my voice. But looking back on it now, um, it was a, you know, things, mistakes or things like that that happen. You learn from them and you better yourself um, in as a Jeep mechanic, I, so to speak, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I now I'm very confident that I could fix my steering stabilizer. I know how it works and how it's supposed to look and what it does and what it doesn't do and um, I thought it was a really good experience. Yeah, and be, I never knew that you didn't need it. You'll be to all drive. you'll be all tough. You'll pick it, pull that thing off of there with your bare teeth, and throw it in the back yep. and go. I didn't need that damn thing anyway. I I can I can do without this part. I'll have a whole big back end full of spare parts pretty soon, huh? Guys will be standing there going, "Wow." <laughs> So, folks, you can call in at 302-202-1110, and then you just punch in 219-835 when it answers. And you can talk to Tony and I and share your story, how you broke your Jeep for the first time live. Hey, and Tony, um, aren't we going to have a special guest maybe in two weeks on this show? I have heard rumors of such thing, uh, but uh, actually I think it's going to be Clyde and Tommy coming in on November the 15th to answer your questions and uh uh, take your calls, and uh, Tammy and I'll be here too. It's going to be interesting uh, having the Paps boys uh, from the Roadhouse right here, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, November 15th. And Steve, thank you for calling in tonight. If for no other reason, to tell me how many cubes are in that V6. 262. Oh, 262. Of course you would know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what are cubes? Cubic inches. Oh, okay. It's, it's the amount of displacement. Like I'm if you like had a in, liquid inside the between the top of the piston, and well, actually, is that is that from the bottom? Or it's it's actually uh, a combination of all the displacement and all of the cylinders. But is that the at the uh, is that measured from the bottom of the uh, the stroke, Steve? Yeah, bottom of the stroke to the top of the stroke uh, does not count the combustion chamber. Oh, it doesn't. And, uh, I didn't realize that. I thought it did. You multiply that by the number of cylinders. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, you, you, the top of the block, not part, not the little area where the head is, that would be the combustion chamber. Uh, and I guess there's actually, uh, yeah, it's where the, the the piston comes to the very top of the cylinder. Anyway, whenever it's at the very yeah. bottom of its stroke, there's a volume that's there. And if you measure that volume, like if it was a liquid or air or anything, and then you uh, take, you know, like times 6 or times 8 or times 12 or whatever many cylinders you have, it comes up with the number of cubes. It it, it gives you a rough estimate of uh, the horsepower and tor- torque, uh, and I, it's a very rough estimate. But generally speaking, more cubes is more horsepower. Yeah, it used to be. Um, I know. <laughs> although uh, I've I've seen a five hundred and forty-five cubic inch engine that only put out a hundred horses. But uh, that that was back in the twenties. Oh, okay. Geez. Yeah, I think you're exaggerating there. No, hey, I, 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 he's probably oh, right, but it was probably very torquey. 
No, I'm well, saying it, he it was wasn't around deal. in the it was 20s. 545 cubic inches. It was air cooled, and the crank was stationary, and the and the block and the <laughs> cylinders and everything rotated <laughs> oh, in the trunk. Oh my! Imagine it's pretty noisy. Oh my God, that would be scary as hell to see running. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think I'd want to drive it, but uh, it was interesting to look at anyway. Don't stick I your fingers in there. Carol's uh, auto collection in uh, Reno. Yeah, don't stick your fingers in there, son. <laughs> that would be a lot <laughs> of that would be a lot of weight moving around. That's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to think about how that. They only made one of the one model, and I don't think that ever caught on. <laughs> and that killed the inventor. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, Steve, I don't know if you want to talk uh, talk to us about uh, uh, any uh, trail uh, problems that you had, any damage you had to your Jeep, or, or, or just a, a subject of your own, because we're we're past that magical fifteen minutes. So, uh, whatever you'd like to talk about. Yeah. Well, uh, I can I can talk about uh, trail carnage. I don't have much. I. I usually really? uh, drive it home, and uh, oh, love hearing that. Uh, the only time I really had to fix it on the trail was uh, a year ago. Uh, over a year ago, I was up by Downeyville, and I lost a uh, a tie rod bolt, and uh, so I took a lug nut and stuck it on there, and, and got back to camp. So, I mean, how you know, do you that's lose no a tie rod bolt? But I've had I've had some others though that were pretty humorous. Okay. In my past, I want to hear I those. A little, little wilder. Well, uh, a, a number of them, but uh, <laughs> probably one of the funnier ones. Uh, I used to have a, uh, a side business when I was a firefighter, and I would uh, design and and uh, install uh, lift kits for anything. And uh, of course, I had a set of springs from my own Jeep CJ5, and I had to test them out, and I deducted that off of my taxes. That was R and D. Oh yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, it was great. <laughs> Always managed to lose money every year. I don't know why, but anyway, uh, uh, I went to a local racetrack, and uh, uh, I was on this course with uh, three other jeeps, and uh, there was uh, it came right in perpendicular to the stands where everybody was at. It was an old oval track. And I was uh, coming up to a place where they wanted you to slow down. And the way they did that is they constructed two berms, pushed up some dirt with a cat, about 40 feet apart. And that way you wouldn't come screaming in towards the stands and, and hit the wall or anything. And everybody was slowing down, and I was, I was behind them. And I thought, well, hey, I can pass three Jeeps right here. So uh, I just hit the gas. And uh, I uh, had built my Jeep for some airtime, and I hit that first berm, and I almost cleared the second one. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Critical statement. <laughs> Another foot would have done it. I hit the top of it. <laughs> oh jeez! The fans were cheering. They thought it was great, and uh, and I hit so hard that uh, it bent my double tubed uh, Dana forty four front, and uh, it bent one of the my rims, my fifteen inch wide rims, and uh, it also broke the rotor in the distributor cap. <laughs> and that's a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> well. I didn't get a flat tire. I, I had 
contingencies for that kind of thing. I had uh, uh, a natural rubber inner tube in the uh, tire, and it survived just fine, and so I didn't get a flat or anything like that. The housing wasn't bent enough that it wouldn't work. My special springs that I sold were indestructible. They made it just fine. But that rotor, it it broke that little brass thing on the rotor, and it flipped it off to the side. And so the engine would still run, but it, it would just go, blah, 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 bam, 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 blah, blah, blah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. I couldn't believe it's still yeah. running. Those three guys that I had passed so dramatically passed me right in front of the stands. <laughs> and I was only doing about five miles an hour in first gear. Was it like so, jerking back and forth? Yeah, well, fortunately, uh, the end of the race was uh, just a few feet away. Oh, good. But, uh, nonetheless, I came in dead last. But but you managed to complete the race after that? I did complete the race. There yeah, you go. But uh, And, and nobody's going to remember there. who won that race. They're going to remember that crazy guy trying to jump those two berms. <laughs> oh they probably remembered it for five minutes anyway yeah well uh, that's that's beer for you (laughs) yeah yeah for sure (laughs) plenty of that there but uh anyway well great story uh, i've never heard i've never heard that one uh steve that's uh that's interesting well we're gonna have to wrap it up i appreciate you calling in though and uh i I knew steve as soon as i saw steve calling in i knew we were gonna have an interesting story you know it would be i could just sit all night at a fire, listening to his stories. We need a a, a new uh, segment uh, where just every week we just have a new Steve story. You know, right? Uh, By uh, the campfire with Steve. Additional thirty minute uh, download for the show. Right. <laughs> That's a lot of. There's a lot of uh, Jeep and wheeling information there with Steve. Yeah. <clears throat> Amazing. Amazing. So, it's time to wrap up this. 14th episode of the Jeep Talk Colin Show. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. You can join us every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Central Time and call in and talk to Tony and I. Share us your Jeep stories, um, all the fun things you do to your Jeep. Um, we look forward to talking to our listeners and hearing their stories instead of us talking about our stories all the time. And if you want to hear our stories, you can join us at the Jeep Talk Show every Thursday night at 10 o'clock Central Time, where Johnny, Tony, and I talk about everything Jeep. Yep, yep. We have a lot of fun, <clears throat> and I'm sure you can hear that in the in every time you listen to an episode. But, um, oh, and we'll just remind you about uh, uh, Clyde and Tommy joining us on November the 15th, uh, straight from the Roadhouse. They'll be taking your calls and uh, answering your questions and just ask them uh, what the hell were you thinking especially on that uh, that weenie cooking thing if you didn't catch that you need to go oh, that to, was hysterical you need to go over to YouTube and uh, check out that uh, that little tool that they were using to break uh, the rusted bolts and they also used to uh, cook a, a hot dog for Tommy to eat and uh, hey uh, go ahead oh I was just gonna say um, we're still gonna be here Tuesday night even though it's the big election night correct absolutely. Yep. So if you get tired of listening to all the election coverage, you can take a break from the election coverage and join us here Tuesday night and give us a call. Oh, screw that. You don't have to watch anything. You just put it up on the TV, mute the sound, and come over here to the Jeep Talk call-in show and listen to us and watch the, the numbers of your favorite candidate while it's going on. I, I think, I don't know if, if everybody's the same way, but 
I would prefer not to have not to even see. Just tell me the next morning, oh, you know. Yeah. I don't follow. I don't, I don't follow the political stuff. Well, you know, people in Maryland are they get to pre-vote here. Yeah, there's early uh, early uh, Is that everywhere? early voting. Well, I, I, I was I assumed so. Uh, I've only ever lived in Texas, and uh, uh, early voting has been going on for a while here. Oh, I'm like way behind the times, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I'm just looking forward to them uh, doing it on the internet if they can ever secure it where. Uh, um, you know, where nobody could uh, steal votes. Actually, right. actually it might be a good way to keep people in uh, Chicago that are dead from voting. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, here's a, uh, here's a quick clip uh, from uh, uh, Clyde and Tommy that we normally play on the Jeep Talk Show. So uh, if you don't know Clyde, Clyde and Tommy over at the Roadhouse, the Paps Boys, uh, you need to go over to YouTube and uh, just look forward to a quick search for Paps Boys, you know, like the beer. Hey, folks! I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Roadhouse! You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Cheers! So those are the guys, the knuckleheads, uh, they are going to be uh, uh, visiting with us on November 15th, and uh, uh, the show will probably be longer than 30 minutes, I'm guessing. Uh, but, uh, I would say it will be a tad longer than that. We'll talk a little bit to uh, Clyde and Tommy, Tommy and Clyde. I'm excited. Yeah, and then uh, we'll be taking your calls the, the, the entire night, so it'll just go... Uh, it may go an hour, so uh, bring uh, bring your adult beverage and maybe a snack, so uh, you don't get uh, blood sugar doesn't drop while uh, while we're on the show. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week. Thanks a yep. lot, and uh, you guys have a great week. We'll see you Thursday night, 10 p.m. Central Time, on the Jeep Talk Show, episode 253. Tammy, we were just doing episode the big episode 200. I know, not very long it. ago. Time well, flies. I, I guess technically a year ago. <laughs> yep. Have a great night, everybody.